welcome to episode 16 of Living Truthfully. I'm so excited that you're still with me on this journey. Now, your feedback is crazy, man, and I can't wait to hear what you think of this episode today when I continue the conversation with Michael Oyer. So you've got to give me feedback on at Amani Maranga, on Twitter, on Facebook, and on Instagram. And I have to invite you to something on the 6th of April, I will be speaking at Engage24. And so you've got to check it out, buy your tickets, and walk with me on this journey of living truthfully. So last week, I started a conversation with uh, Mr. Michael Oyer. And we had this catch-up where we spoke about everything that was life, everything that was decisions that we're making, everything that is forgiveness. And now, we're going to a second part of this conversation, of this catch-up, where I ask him questions about the decisions that we have been making about uh, as men, and especially based on the last two conversations that we had on why men get married and why they have remained uh, to remain single. So pull your seats closer, get your cup of tea. So here goes, seconds away, round two. Now, <laughs> I have to say, these conversations contain mature themes, and listener discretion is advised. I wanted to dig into some conversations that we've had. Um, two in particular, uh, we did three a three-part series called "Why Do Men Get Married." But I've just finished a three-part series as well of Bra, Why Are You Still Single? And I realized that, you know, there are very similar considerations in that space. Uh, because, you know, the decision, I guess the point you're making that decision, you're either making a decision to get married or to not get married. So first, I want to ask you, um, and you can share from your experience, from your experiences as a psychologist, from your knowledge base, I mean, from anywhere you choose. Why do you think men get married? I don't know. <laughs> and and I say I don't know because you've asked men. Mm. Now, I think every individual is so unique. Mm. Uh, uniquely put together mm. through their experiences, mm. through the knowledge that they have, mm. through the aspirations that they hold up mm. to. Mm. And all these factors come together mm to inform also such a critical decision. Mm. I'm, I'm sure in the earlier podcasts, you've had different reasons. Mm. Uh, some are just societal. Mm. And it's, you know, what society do you ascribe to? What society mm. do you want to impress? What society mm. do you want to keep being part of? And therefore, it informs your decision to or not to get married. Mm. For example... Some men get married for business. Mm -hmm. It makes much better business sense. Mm -hmm. You're much more accepted in the business circle mm -hmm. when you're a man who has a wife. Mm -hmm. True. It doesn't matter what else you do, <laughs> but that you can say you have a wife, mm -hmm. then business works well for mm -hmm. you. Um, in the traditional setup, you are a boy until yeah. and unless mm -hmm. you're married. Mm -hmm. 
So if you ascribe to the traditional acceptance, then there is a pressure mm. to become a man. And it happens through getting married mm. in rites of passage. Mm. So do I know why men get married? Why different men get married? Definitely uh, not. The possibilities mm. are many. Mm. Coming to the biblical perspective, mm. marriage is quite frankly not for everyone. Mm. And marriage requires a grace and an aptitude that doesn't seem to be altogether easy to live with and vastly available. It's easy to get past the wedding. Mm. And my, I'm tempted to think mm -hmm. that because our society has become more and more focused on self, mm. then grace and this aptitude is decreasing. Because you become the center of your universe. Mm. But in the essence of marriage, you are actually not entirely putting yourself aside, but you're allowing another individual mm. to come in mm. and you are making commitments to that individual mm. not on the basis of reciprocity. Mm. It is your choice to make commitments to that person which you will stick to whether or not they do their part. And folks, that is how I not get married. Again, okay, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. I pray. Uh, I pray that, you know, God gives me the right aptitude at the time. Um, I found that the reasons that most men, not all, but most of the men who we spoke to got married were very practical reasons. Um, I've not interview, interviewed, ooh, interviewed any ladies in the podcast, but I find that their reasons are sometimes, you know, they're different from the practical reasons that the men have. You know, there's a lot more emotion attached to it. There's, uh, you know, the, the softer reasons. Is there, is there, from a psychologist standpoint, is there a way to explain those differences? The, the male disposition is different from the female disposition. Mm -hmm. And this we see sometimes when you see the way you relate with your children vis-a-vis mm -hmm. -vis the way uh, the mother of the children might relate with them. Mm -hmm. And there are different things that children know they can get from the different parents. Mm -hmm. As hard as you try, you shall not be able to give your child that comfort that comes from the bosom of a mother. Mm -hmm. Just the hold and hug of a mother mm. is different from the hold and hug of a father. I agree. Now, if we <laughs> cut down that to the different reasons mm. that inform getting married, mm. then yes. And some of them have been vilified mm. uh, for for men. Uh, and, you know, you say men get married because they want children. I mean, women get married because, because they, want they want children, children yeah. also. So there, there's a point of meeting in some mm, of these mm, various mm, different mm, aspirations. Mm, mm, uh, women get married because they want companionship, mm, maybe in different forms and shapes, mm, but mm, mm, both parties want companionship. Mm, so then, though we have men who are very good at you know homekeeping, mm, they do a fabulous job. Whilst they have a strength in that one hand, there might be an area where they're not as capable. Mm, 
And many times mm. when we are going out looking for a mate, we find someone who ends up complimenting mm. to a measure or the other. Mm. So the man who is very good at homekeeping might not necessarily look for someone with whom they're going to compete at home in homekeeping mm. and, and vice versa. It just happens that through the way, uh, at least in the Kenyan context, we've been raised, mm. many more men uh, grow up with an expectation mm. of a woman who cooks, mm. cleans, mm. irons, mm. and I can see the spears and swords coming at me. <laughs> <laughs> but we grow up with that expectation, yeah. or, or at least the hope mm. of that. Mm. But, but it's what we saw our mothers do, it's what we saw our grandparents do. So, I mean, you're right, it's from our societal expectations. Uh, but it's not even so far what is stated, but it's also what we've seen and experienced. Um, is, is there anything wrong with that? <laughs> is there? And I think the wrong thing mm. would gain validation mm. if you're expecting that from a woman who you want to have as your wife, mm. who does not share that expectation, mm. which would mean in the first place, you, you should remain good friends. I found that men, some of the men I spoke to, felt a sense of compulsion when getting married or to get married. For me, it was... I had a child um, on the way. Actually, we got married after the child came. But the child was a sense of compulsion. And for me, I've explained it here before. I didn't want my child to grow up without a father. I'd already experienced that for the early part of my childhood. And so, you know, connecting the dots, that sort of made me want to do the right thing. Which was noble but I guess the wrong foundation for, for that marriage. Our fathers has been church and um, has been you know different spaces that they're in that sort of nudge them in a certain way and they, st they find that they're not making this decision as a function of a choice they want to make but as a function of the circumstances that they're in. What would you tell someone like that who feels, you know, a sense of compulsion, especially as a guy, because I think, I don't know if it's the same for women, I really don't know, I wish I really could study the women's brain, but you know, I don't know if it's the same, but I feel like when, when I'm compelled to do something, I have no choice but to. I don't feel like I can get out of it, you know? What, what do you? First, I think we always have a choice. Mm. It's just at that point, mm how heavy are the consequences mm. of whichever choice we make, mm. assuming there are two options, mm. to marry or not to marry? Mm. And what level of maturity mm. have I reached to be able to clearly put aside the matters at hand? Mm. Yes, there is a child. Mm. Yes, there is my desire and aspiration. Mm. And then there is a woman mm. to decide whether to marry or not. Mm. Now, the clearer I can see all three for mm. what they are, 
and then make a choice that satisfies the truth mm. that I have within me, that God has placed within me, mm. the better. So when we are compelled or when we say we're compelled, who is compelling? Then we can say church, society, mm. uh, the, the born, unborn child, mm. the child is so young. How are they compelling? And then comes the reality of a choice once made comes with its next consequence. Mm. Now, can you live with that? And in some cases, it's making the choice of till death do us part. Mm. Now, everything that comes with that then means that whether your choice at that point was informed soundly or not soundly or compelled by, you know, we say someone else made me, mm -hmm. <laughs> whether or not, I made a choice. And now I need to make another choice, knowing that I made the choice mm -hmm. And I'm blame, I was blaming everyone else for it, mm -hmm. but it was still mine. Will I continue with it now and renew it mm -hmm. or not continue? So long and short of what I'm saying is compulsion has to do more with our envisioned consequences and how we think we'll be able to live, survive with them or not. And sometimes it's easier, mm. it seems easier mm. one way mm. than the other. But I don't think that any choice is easy in life. Hmm. You know, you've broken down just that situation that I gave you about the baby in three different parts that I'd never seen. And I, I don't think I did see at the time. And so they felt like they were one, one choice put in, in the same you couldn't have one without the other that's what it felt at the time and I guess the sense of compulsion but you know just breaking it down I'm like yeah, I could have been a great father to my daughter without necessarily being married and you know at the time you know anyway. it is what it was then <laughs> I, I have to quickly add that mm. there are also many men mm. who made the same choice mm. under similar circumstances mm. not the same but similar circumstances mm. and they've stuck mm. for years yeah, decades and, and, and they're happy they're happy yeah. or so we think yeah. or so we see Hope. but they have stuck yeah. and they've seen their children grow and they've all grown mm. and gone off and mm. they're left with their wives mm. I say that just to say both paths mm. lead to some because if you're not happy and the children have gone and you're left with your wife, just the two of you, and then you go into the house and... But, <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> but you see, after, after decades of relating, mm. I, I don't know, fiddle on the roof, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> after decades of relating, hopefully there's a way in which you've gotten to come to accept know each other mm. and you've gone through all the turmoil ups and downs mm. you know in in the ideal fairy tale kind of mm. thing you've come to see this is the mm. person mm. whom I cherish 
mm. whom I have wanted and I have had mm. with me. Mm. Even though my choice was based on mm. a different a compulsion. Yeah. Now I am really glad I've made this choice decades late, later. The opposite also is true. It is. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a phrase I hear often nowadays. I choose you every day, you know. Um, hmm. Allow me to switch gears a little bit. The dating scene, um, from what I hear, is a minefield. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then again, I'm just speaking from the conversations that we've had, you know, in the last in the last few uh, episodes. Well, the guys who were who haven't gotten married yet and they're just finding it a challenge to find the right kind of woman. Though I have to say this uh, to all the ladies out there who've asked me for all those numbers for the different guys who are single, I think we're going to have a gig, you know, to put these two together. But what do you, what do you feel are the things that, uh, that have changed in the dating scene now that are making it harder and harder for we're having more men getting older before they're married does that make sense to you so where where guys would have been married probably in their earlier late 20s early 30s maybe thereabouts you know like i've spoken to several guys turning 40 who are not married yet and are comfortable uh, well not comfortable but they are <laughs> You know, they're like, I'm not gonna chase this anymore. If she comes, she comes. But they're having a hard time. Well, have you experienced this? Have you seen it? I would have wanted to hear about the, their experiences, mm. their specific, you know, what is it that they've gone through mm. that leads them to this point? Uh, again, just going to mm. the aspect no. of the uniqueness. Mm. Uh, as you asked, you know, what has changed in the dating scene today? Uh, the way we relate in the dating scene and the number of people you can be aware of mm. at one go has increased exponentially. Mm. The number of people can be aware of you too. Mm. And the things that have become mm. increasingly important mm. to individuals in a relationship. Mm. Let me explain. I wanted to say the mobile phone, but really social media. Mm. I can know of Mary Jane, Anne, Atieno, Amboy, Chebet, all of them on one <laughs> one application, yeah. just looking. Yeah. Yeah. So, sometimes on the same on the on, on the same screen at the same time. Precisely. Yeah. And communicating with each one of them. Mm. Um, previously, if you have a chance of meeting someone, you see them once, you do not know the next time you might have an opportunity to see them. Mm. And you have to make a decision <laughs> rather swiftly mm. once you're of, you know, quote-unquote, marriageable age. Mm. Shall I or shall I not? Mm. And you make an approach and you're either accepted or rejected. Mm. Today, if I exchange a number, mm. I, I'm, I'm as good as good. You know, so you can continue. Yeah. The job is halfway done. You know how... Yeah. The conversation starts with yeah. "Hey," <laughs> <laughs> waving emoji. <laughs> what happened to "Good morning," "Good afternoon," "How do you do," "How are you"? Um, Wait, I'm writing notes. I told her those are the things yeah, I said that I should know. be saying. <laughs> 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 
And that hey is to Mary and Jane Atieno Chebet mm. all at once. Mm. And let's see. It's like a lottery. Let's mm. see who that's on the one hand. But but Jesus said I'll make you fishers of men. You know this is just it's fishing. <laughs> <laughs> Michael has hung his head in shame. <laughs> <laughs> when when a fisherman goes out, mm-hmm. there are fishermen who just go and, you know, want to catch any fish that mm. might be available. Mm. But there are fishermen who know what fish they want to go and catch. Mm. And even if they catch many of other kinds of fish, mm. they will let them go until they catch the one they need to catch. Mm. Do we know or do we remain aware mm. of who we want to catch if i continue with mm, the fish mm, analogy mm. and i say do we remain aware because as men we get distracted very easily we do yeah there are the things that we know are important mm. you know she she's kind she's uh, very caring mm. she's she really feels me we we i, I feel like i can be easy around her mm. you know all these things mm. we know those are important mm. and we might feel that with lady a mm. but then we see lady b and we know lady b gets onto our nerves does not have a minute mm. of respect for us mm. you know everything is just not right mm. but when we see her everything lights up within mm, us mm. there is another issue mm. that i have tested randomly mm-hmm. in different groups it would seem mm. and i say this because i do not have conclusive research mm-hmm. but it would seem that mm-hmm. left to our own devices as men mm-hmm. there'll always be a competition between two types quote unquote of women mm-hmm. there is the woman we know mm. is good mm. the woman you will present to mom mm. the woman who when she stands by you you know mm. everything is mm. all right mm. there'll be no surprises mm. uh, let me describe based on one of the little experiments i did she she has a fringe mm-hmm. <laughs> a nice little ponytail at the mm-hmm. back or the sides mm-hmm. held nicely she's wearing a pleated skirt mm-hmm. with a nice uh, blouse mm-hmm. and she sits with her legs crossed mm-hmm. straight back and knows how to speak or even when to speak mm-hmm. very proper mm-hmm. and that contrasted with and, and by the way I'm not casting any aspersions mm-hmm. on either mm-hmm. or mm-hmm with um, and and I'm picking this from what I saw and mm-hmm. this was from a younger group mm-hmm. before you know they're in their teens but before it becomes anything major yeah and the other lady has um colored braids she's wearing high top sneakers jeans mm-hmm. she's chewing gum at that point mm-hmm. and hey she's seated slouching in the seat mm-hmm. like doesn't care less what's going on when are we going to be done with this mm-hmm. and it seems to be a contrast and a competing need for men mm-hmm. for these two different ladies 
And it would be great if they were all bundled in one person. Yeah, that was just what I was just about to ask that. <laughs> it would be great. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I don't think that women do not have the same mm. desire. Mm. But then I don't know. You guys, I think you've cracked the answer to life. <laughs> <laughs> it is so profound what you said. <laughs> I once read a book as a teenager when we were in church and you know, talking about da- dating, and I think it was a Dr. James Dobson book. Um, I think so, I can't remember. But anyway, it, he described the three things that a man wants in a woman. So he said, we want a queen in the living room. Um, and so the queen in the living room is what you've described as a proper lady, um, the one who you can present to the president, you can present to your mom's st- uh, back straight, uh, crossed legs, you know, pleated skirt. That's a queen in the living room. And so that's that. That's what we want. Someone who in the public eye, you know, fits this image of Meghan Markle, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then we want an economist in the kitchen. And this is the homemaker. This is the, the person who takes care of the re- resources that we have, uh, makes it much, you know, the, I, I guess the Proverbs 31 woman, you know, the, uh, who are hard worker who who uses what we have and makes it you know more and much, and then we want uh, what's the right word for who? Okay, <laughs> in the bedroom he he did use uh, uh, maybe harlot I don't know but you know <laughs> Michael is cringing. Welcome to living truthfully, um, but you know one who has no inhibitions in the bedroom. Uh, that works. That works. <laughs> um, she's adventurous and carefree, and in I guess what you're describing in Lady B, not the singer, but you know, Lady, you know, the, the alternative, the mm-hmm. alter ego, the mm-hmm. other side. And so he says, these are the three things that a man wants in a woman, and then he goes ahead to say, but what we get is the uninhibited one <laughs> in the living room. We get the que- a queen in the kitchen and an economist in the bedroom, you know. Um, I, why I feel like you've answered life for me is because I, I, I wonder, is it wrong for me to want the sense of adventure? Is it wrong for me to want... I feel guilty. I personally feel guilty when I'm making the choice to go the adventure route to go the I want to go out I want to go hiking I want to go camping I want to I want to dance you know like the word is ratchet I want to be a little ratchet and that's one side of me but I do have the side that you know would like to meet the president and I think I can you know clean up nice and clean up good is it wrong to want this sense of adventure Adventure and ratchet are different. <laughs> Is it wrong to want to be ratchet? <laughs> okay, ratchet, ratchet. I mean, ratchet, Amani. <laughs> in, its, in its definition. Brother to brother. <laughs> Don't be ratchet. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll use adventure yeah. or uninhibited in, mm. in terms of within the bounds of, of what would be proper. Mm. I, I do not think at all mm. that 
what happens when we are courting though? Mm. Seldom do we show mm. the full gamut of what it is, mm. that of who we are. Mm. We are very quick to hearing, watching, and unfortunately attuning ourselves to what will impress the other party. Mm. Now it may have its function, mm. but later it comes to bite us. Mm. Because then you did not present yourself honestly. You presented yourself as if you're this person. Mm. So you kept a, a side, you know, adventurous ratchet. <laughs> and, you know, you only presented worship leader. Mm. And that's what she buys into. And then now you're dying within yourself to allow mm. adventurous to mm. find uh, expression. Mm. And when you can't hold it anymore and it finds expression, guess who comes and says, I didn't sign up for this. Mm. Who is this person? Mm. And you know, then you come and see a psychologist. <laughs> and and we, we help her see who you are mm. in greater clarity. But you see, this happens both ways. Mm. And again, I don't have qualified research but there is the possibility that because of um, women's greater, can I say EQ or ability to sense and adapt, mm -hmm. that they adapt much faster to what they think this man likes and present that. And when you end up with that presentation and then after the wedding, <laughs> all right, done. <laughs> You see a different side, you know, mm. things change because mm. now, now I am your wife. Yeah, I don't need to adapt anymore. Mate, you don't need to adapt or mm. uh, she believes that as a wife, some of these things, adventurous ratchet mm. does not, mm. does not cut it now. Now I'm a wife. Mm. So you might've been enjoying it together. It might've even been genuine, mm. but she genuinely now changes and, and you didn't sign up for that. Yeah. How <sighs> do I do? Let me, let me start with the married guy who's trapped who is trapped between the guy he sold and the adventurous ratchet guy <laughs> <laughs> that he feels is trapped inside that he'd want to be able to experience this adventure with her. And maybe she's also just exactly what you described. She has now got turned on wife mode, you know, and there's no room for adventure Ratchet. <laughs> what 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 do i do do i just accept that it's dead it's not gonna happen and live life with a sense of regret or is it un like un sacrificial yeah. you know like dying to self mm. like <laughs> crucified like <laughs> like how Christ loves the church I see where you're going <laughs> <laughs> yes but also no um, I think there's a place for with God's wisdom mm. coming to the point of being open and honest mm. with each other mm. how would that be approached are you in your relationship, within your relationship, are you at the point where you can actually have such a discussion mm. by yourselves? Mm. If you are, it would be good to start opening some of these aspects. Mm. If you're not, 
then get an intermediary. Mm. An intermediary in the shape and form of, I do not know, a trusted older person. Mm. Um, some people might choose to go to a spiritual leader. Mm. Others might choose to go to a professional mm. who can have a seat with both and just reflect and soundboard what each is saying. Mm. And, and I say this because things are said People say things, mm. but we don't hear what they're saying, especially, things, yes. yes. Yeah. Especially when you've been in, in a marriage, mm. you always have a color mm. that you put to mm. what they're saying mm. based on things they've done and said in the past. Yes. But in this particular situation, they might be saying something that mm. you need to hear for what it is worth at mm. that point. Mm. So I'd say openness and honesty mm. might be necessary. And what, what is the cost of not being mm. honest and open? Mm. I dare say that the pressure increases. Mm. The risks outside of the marriage or the temptations outside mm. of the marriage mm. are also increasing mm. because, you know, there's an office function and you go somewhere and it's adventurous. Miss mm. Adventure lives there. Yeah. Mm. And you really connect with this person but it's it's only in one per mm. aspect that you connect with them mm. not the entirety of you know mother mm. companion mm. And, and it's just this one aspect this, this one that's missing yes yes yeah. and you know we really do that mm. the one thing that's missing we make it so large mm. compared to everything else that is present mm. but if it's important to you it is important to you mm. and if it's really really important then it's worth bringing on the to table, the table to the mm. table mm. and discussing hmm. i used to, we had a couple of friend that would do the soundboard thing mm. for us and, and and maybe i just want to throw it in there as so an option and what would happen is um you know my my wife at the time would say what she what she wanted to say and then my friend's wife would say it back to me. Uh, and she'd be the soundboard, you know. And so that I, I sort of hear twice what, what is being said. And then I'd do the same. So I'd say what I needed to say and my, my boy would now say it to her. Um, and that, that made for a really good you know, sounding board and would do the same for them as well. So just wanted to throw in that there. So, but how do, how can I be this honest and open at the beginning? Like before I make I make the vow for until death do us part, uh, so that I'm not just showing you a money's marketing manager who really knows what he's doing, and just showing you the the good side, the the side that fits the husband profile. I don't know. <laughs> wow. Uh -huh. Next episode, <laughs> <laughs> maybe perhaps. There are people. Mm who we should listen to mm -hmm. when we're not prepared to listen. We're not predisposed to be taking the notes of the things they're saying. And not necessarily when they're talking to us, mm. but when they're talking around us. Mm -hmm. So we don't like generally meeting the parents. Mm. And it's, it's been made a big thing mm. when you meet the parents. Mm -hmm. And many times, by the time you're meeting the parents, it's as good as the commitment mm. has been made. Mm. Yet, 
her family, his family. Mm. When you see them in that environment mm. as they talk and relate, and those friends who you're not yet the person, mm. but you've been allowed into that mm. space, there are telltale signs. There mm. are things that you should pick. You know, Michael can never dot dot dot. Mm. Take note. Mm. <laughs> These are people who have grown up with Michael. Mm. They have watched. And even if Michael says, no, I am a very... If they say the opposite, mm. then that is a, that is a matter. Mm. That is something. Mm. Maybe Michael aspires to. Mm. <laughs> Maybe Michael has been trying many years, mm. but they have seen... But, uh, that's how it, 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 uh, man, it shows yeah. itself, you know. Uh, Jerry would never, doesn't even know how to fry an egg. Mm. I mean, if your aspiration is a queen, what is it, in the kitchen? An economist in the kitchen. In, but an economist. For, for me, mine is uh, just biryani in the kitchen. Biryani. Yeah, that's, okay. that's, that's mine. <laughs> just putting it out there. <laughs> yeah. So we don't listen. Mm. And maybe because we're caught up in this infatuation of the moment. Mm. Or we don't have opportunity. Mm to be in the environments where we can listen. Mm. Can these be created? I think they can be created. Mm. I mean, don't, don't, don't go visit a home alone. Then just go when there's a larger function of some sort and mm. I don't know. <laughs> come, with your, come with your brother or sister or something, like come to you and... I, I, it's, I don't know how you do it, <laughs> but the most helpful yeah, yeah. environments mm. are where people can give you some feedback mm. that you're not asking for yeah. and you're not yet the person mm. for them to join in the we need to present mm. our brother our sister in a particular way yeah. yeah dude that is so wise I thank god it is so wise uh, relationships are in isolation a lot um, and we, we do this thing our thing first and then later when we've already established some things that's when we start allowing our friends in and what you're saying is is the opposite is get into those spaces with their friends and with their when you're considering it when you're considering the person get into those spaces with their friends spaces with their friends and families and use those spaces to get to know who this person is that's so wise man i feel like i'm i'm meeting michael version maybe 3.0 oh. <laughs> You know, I think I've seen several versions of you, and I can't wait to see what this turns out to be. But I really like, I really like this guy that I've met today. I really <laughs> like this guy. He's doing Namaste <laughs> or something close. <laughs> Thank you, Michael Oyer. God bless you. Keep Thank your hand you, up. Amani. Please, guys, go see Michael. Go see Michael. Or any other good psychologist out there. Or any other good psychologist down there that Michael... Um, recommends. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for trusting me. I don't know how you define wisdom, but today, wisdom for me is a liberated perspective. What Michael gave us is a liberated perspective. Your situation is only as real as the way you look at it. Your situation is only as real 
as a perspective you see it from. But I dare challenge you to look for another one. I dare challenge you to look for a liberated perspective. One that offers you freedom. One that offers you options. One that helps you see what you may be blind to. As you live your own journey of living truthfully, wherever it is that you're looking for authenticity, dig deep as you look for liberation. And I pray for your freedom. I pray that your perspective shifts and that you're able to see all the possibilities that come from just where you are today. I can't wait to see you next week as we continue living truthfully.